0: Welcome to the very first episode of Tension of Opposites. Hello everyone, welcome back, I guess, if you listen to the intro. So um, I just uploaded the intro a couple of days ago, and so I'm very excited because something that has been in my head for the past three years now actually exists on a place in the internet and it has its logo and it has its website is just very, very weird and humbling at the same time because... I am fully, fully aware that this is the one billionth podcast that is starting right now. Everyone seems to be starting one every week. I am aware of that, and I'm sorry. But they make it seem that it's so easy, probably because they have people that, that do the main things for them. But I, I don't know. I am just guessing as I go along, and the editing part is really, really complicated. So this is a perfect example. This is my second attempt at recording this episode. I had it already done, finalized, but the audio was just not good. And until I have the money to buy a real, like, high-quality professional microphone, this we'll just have to do. We'll just have to attempt again and again and again, and we'll learn as we go. So I don't mind, to be honest. Uh... I could talk about this over and over again, and I'm kind of excited to start this podcast with this topic because I kind of feel like I wanted to exist in in a space of its own. It's something that you that people know of. It's an experience that people know of, but definitely they don't know the entire intricacies of it and the complications that you can have because it's one of those things that is always advertised as such a beautiful basically one year holiday. So what I'm talking about is one of the three experiences I want to start this podcast with. I am very glad that I've had the opportunity to do these experiences because I definitely feel that they've had an impact on me as a person specifically, but also they're the reason why I wanted to start this. I realized that we all have the capability to tackle mainly inconsequential conversations. I love that term. Inconsequential conversations, as in your day-to-day, dead-end, small talk that won't leave anything just because talking about something a bit, I don't know, deeper, more more of a sensitive topic just seems uncomfortable and I don't know, when you manage to have these conversations with people from different backgrounds, from different cultures, in different languages, and most importantly, people that you've known, also that you have just met, it really depends. It's, I don't know, it's empowering, and it's something that I would like to bring forward. I was watching a comedy show last week, uh, Michelle Wolf's joke show, and she was basically equating tweets to little manifestos. And she was saying that before tweets, people had blogs. And she described blogs as pretty much a conversation that nobody wanted to have with you. And so I guess, welcome to my blog. (laughs) This is a conversation that nobody wanted to have with me. So here I am creating this just for the sake of talking about a year abroad in the United States. So at the age of 16, I completely unaware of what I was stepping into, decided to do one high school year abroad, my senior year, in the United States. And this decision came about very randomly. Um, I come from quite a big family. And my older sister, I could see that a lot of her friends were starting to do this experience. And then as we went on, more and more people did it. Even when I did it, I think there were other three girls in my class that were doing it exchange years abroad have always existed, but I guess it wasn't as common for people to leave and to just leave everything behind. And I guess that that, coupled with the fact that I was obsessed with American culture, I feel like everyone around the age kind of is, because unknowingly we consume a lot of American pop culture, whether it comes from movies or songs or music videos. The idea that you get is a lot of the United States, and at that time, I guess it wasn't as messed up and as raw and out in the open as it is now. There still was uh, the idea of the American dream and everything is possible, and then you've heard of people that went there and you see the pictures and they describe it as you see it, and then you go to the movies and that's the idea that you get, and you just it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger as you go on. And so there was me and this friend of mine that we were completely, completely obsessed about the idea of going there. I remember in the beginning when I saw, especially my sister's friends doing it, I was thinking oh, but they're crazy, how can they leave everything behind, blah 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 blah. And then the second that I started seeing the first pictures on Facebook of the holes and they went to homecoming and then they went to prom and they did pumpkin carving, it just, it clicked and... I was I was sold. I wanted to do that. It was very ironic, because I was actually super, 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 super shy. I had this weird idea that, I don't know, I I guess you're in your little world, especially at that age where you're trying to figure out who you are and so on. And being also very shy, I would just like hide into that. And I just developed this idea that it wasn't me that was different, but it was just... This conviction that, oh, surely if I go to this little tiny town in the middle of nowhere and God knows where in the States, I will definitely find my quote unquote place in the world. I will find my people. I will be understood. I will just, everything, everything will make sense. So I, will yeah, I was so convinced about that that I kept pressing, like I was pressuring my parents to do this and they weren't very convinced. They had really never heard of this even before. But I kept pushing and pushing and pushing, and I guess they weren't expecting that I was so um, so into this. And yeah, I finally managed to convince them. And the process also is a bit trickier than I guess what you just see the final end product. So you have to obviously sign up with an agency. And um, in this specific episode, I want to talk about the whole coming about into the year abroad. Because my beginning of experience was, I guess, different from the usual one. And so I feel like it needs a dedicated a dedicated section just for that. So basically, I did it for my senior year abroad. I applied October of the year before. I got accepted in the December of the year before. And it's pretty much, you do an English test, you do a little interview, you say what do you... And you write down, this is the only thing that they can see of you. You create, obviously, your profile with your picture and so on, but you need to write down this presentation letter, which is something that I think about to this day, because this is the presentation that your potential future host family will see, will read of you. And I didn't know what to write. I... Again, uh, I was very, very, very lazy. I didn't really have any hobbies or interests. I just knew that I wanted to do this year abroad. And I knew and I was scared to go into, (laughs) to end up in like a, a cold country. So basically, when you, when you apply, you, at least with my agency, you could decide a region. So some specific, I don't know, four or five states you could decide to go to or you could decide the specific state to go to or you could do what i did which was just be like oh yeah i'm open to whatever because technically the experience is going to be quote-unquote the same everywhere which is so not true if you think about it but the only thing i knew is that i was terrified to end up in a place that was super super freezing like minnesota or whatever and so i remember that when i was writing down my presentation, I only wrote, you know, like, I do this, I do that, I enjoy this, I enjoy that, and I started writing stuff like, oh, I enjoy, I enjoy the sun, I enjoy going to the beach, blah, blah, and then at a certain point, I just wrote, I don't like skiing, and that was pretty much it. So that was a bit, yes, underwhelming as a presentation, and I did that back in December, and then after that, nothing. I heard absolutely nothing for seven months. So basically at the time, Facebook was the biggest thing and there was this culture of posting on this dedicated exchange students group when you were selected by family. So the process would be basically just receiving an email and be like, hey, we are glad to inform you that you got accepted by this this family in this place, and then you get to talk to them, they send you pictures, and so on. And so for seven months, I had every day exchange students posting and saying like, hey, oh my god, great news, I just got accepted by this family, they live in this place, they have this house, it was also very, very unsafe, because we were just Obviously, we would look up the house on Google Maps and it would be posting the location and everything. And then they would start saying stuff like, oh, and then my host mom, she's so nice. She already started to get in contact with me. And we had a conversation on Skype and And she's already starting to decorate my room for me. And I remember every day I used to go and looking through my email, and wouldn't find anything, and go on the Facebook group and just see just this entire list of all these people that got accepted. And obviously, at that age, what do you expect? You start doubting, you start saying, okay, why aren't they accepting me? Did I write something that was wrong? What Should I have been maybe just a bit... I, I should have tried to sell myself better. I was really thinking those things because yeah, seven months, you have a lot of time to think. And then in the meantime, other people and other friends, other school friends had applied and other people were getting accepted and you just don't understand what is wrong with you to, for not being accepted. Obviously, at that time, we did not know that the agency was accepting a lot more students than they had family. So basically they were their their idea was let's let's just get everybody's money and then afterwards we will be thinking about the most important thing, which is placing the students in the adequate family, which that is a whole other experience. But anyways. So this goes on for seven months. I don't I don't care anything School years end, ends, and I go on holiday with my mom. And then at a certain point, I still remember the day. I get an email on the 13th of July. And I just get this email that says, Hey, I am so excited, uh, so excited to have you on board with us. I cannot wait to see you. Bye. That was pretty much what I had. An email where I could just see the name of this person but there was no info. It wasn't from the agency. I was expecting an email from the agency and I just get this email from this woman. And so we call the agency and they say, okay, that wasn't supposed to happen, but yes, there is a family that is interested. We will be sending you a formal request. So I get excited, but I don't know anything about this. And then obviously a lot of time passes in between. So I don't know if this is like a single mom, although then they obviously they also ask you if you want to be placed in a double placement if you want to be placed with a single mom if you want kids. There's a lot of specificities although many times you don't really follow what you said what you say because they need to go by availability. But this happens and then at a certain point we get this request. I have been envisaging this for the longest time, this beautiful email we're so glad to inform you that you've been accepted by this, this, and that. This is your huge-ass house that you're going to go to. Welcome to the beginning of the rest of your life, kind of thing. And instead, I get an email that says, We are pleased to inform you that there is a family interested in you. Would you be willing to accept, even if this person, which I guess in this case was a host mom, has committed this minor crime. I genuinely do not remember what the crime was. I think it was something like stealing a credit card or something, uh, at the age of 16. That's it. That's all there that was written. And I was just very confused. I was like, what? I mean, what am I supposed to do? And I didn't know what to do. Like, I had this idea in my head this entire time, but <laughs> I was confused. My mom was confused. In the meantime, the, lady still keeps emailing me and she's like I'm so excited and she starts giving more details so she was saying that they lived in Arizona that they had two little kids and I don't know she just seemed like genuinely genuinely excited and so the more she was getting excited the more I was getting excited I didn't know whether to accept or not but I remember then my auntie had come by and I just said oh yeah I'm yeah, I'm going to Arizona. And I remember just hearing myself saying that I'm going to Arizona. I was like, wow, this is actually happening. So my mom was definitely super confused. She was trying to understand more. She wanted to look up the place. They gave us the address. We couldn't really see where the place was. We started looking up the town. But I feel like, I feel like moms, they really do have a sixth sense. Like they, they have, they understand that some went something on the radar off, so. she wanted to understand more and she wasn't really given anything more from it. And something just didn't add up. And then we had to obviously decide very, very quickly what we wanted to do because it was July. We didn't know when we were going to leave. Usually people would leave around end of August, September. So we had to decide quite quick. And... I didn't know, like they, I didn't know what this crime was. I then found out that there was, a, it was a double placement. So that just means that you are placed in a house with another exchange student, and I didn't want that, just because I had older siblings. I wanted to have an experience that was only mine. So I was feeling very confused about that as well. And we weren't, we genuinely weren't getting enough information, and they wanted us to decide quick. At this point. I think I was just so terrified that if I had said no, I would have had to wait God knows how long. And so at that point, I feel like I just wanted to get this over with. I was scared that then they would change their mind. I didn't know. So we decided to accept. And my mom, I guess she felt more comfortable knowing that there was another exchange student. So I found this girl on Facebook. I texted her. I said, hey, so what will you be doing? She said, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I will be going, I will be going. And so I said, okay, I guess if she does it and my mom feels more comfortable like this, we can do this. So, you know, hooray, hooray. Finally, I have a place. I can say that I got placed. And I could not wait to write on the Facebook group. was like, I got placed in Arizona. Although I knew nothing about the family. Nothing. I just met them. But... The enthusiasm was dampened very quickly once my mom started doing a bit more research about the place. So obviously she starts looking up the town and the school and then she goes on the website of the school and she sees um starting date, 22nd of July. And she was like, what? So we called the... I, I mean, in general, I have never heard of a school starting on the 22nd of July of all dates. They call the agency again. And we asked them, we say, listen, here it says on the website that it's supposed to be starting next week, is that true? And they were like, Oh no no, yes, it's true, it's true. She has to leave. She has to leave soon. And at that time we were not in our in our country yet, like mean, we were abroad at the time we found out about this, so this was even more confusing. And panic just <laughs> storms over. So we I think we leave the day after or the everything just, everything is in a blur at that point. So I go back to my home. We still do not know at that point when I'm supposed to be leaving. There's barely all of my family at home because everyone, it was the summer, so everyone was in their, you know, going on their individual holidays. And we started insisting and insisting and insisting. We don't really know what we need to do. And then I just remember the scene. We arrived, uh, at this point, it was the 16th of July, 8 p.m., my brother, I think, was on the phone with them for I don't know how long, kept insisting and seeing, I was like, this is ridiculous, we're supposed to know, how are we doing? They were offering for me to like leave later, because they had to book the flights for me, and I was like, I don't want to leave later, I mean, why do I have to preclude myself the experience, the beginning of the experience, which is the most important one, you know, the, the starting weekend whatsoever, because you decided to do, to do everything last minute, so... This goes on, goes on. And at a certain point, I remember we were all in the kitchen and I just see him <laughs> and my brother goes, okay, yeah, okay. And then he says, yeah. Um So basically they said that you're leaving tomorrow. See you at 4 a.m. at the airport. At that point, it was 8 p.m. And they wanted me to be there at 4 a.m. at the airport. And we just completely shocked. I don't really know how we reacted from that. We had to completely ditch everything we were doing at the moment and start packing for the day before it wasn't even the day before it's illegal like they're supposed to tell you at least 36 hours before when you're supposed to leave and then this was every last minute it was just a mess i only remember sending this broadcast message on whatsapp to my friends and be like hey i am actually leaving tomorrow for a year so if you can come by my house and say goodbye that would be great if not see you next year that i just remember writing that so that was crazy. Uh, packing was ironically the easiest packing that I've ever done because you just need to throw all <laughs> your crap in, in one place. I had no idea what was going on at that point. I pack somewhat. My friends come by. I think at that point, like f- like five or six friends had managed to come by. Their parents had brought them. Like It was just so weird. And we stayed outside for a little bit. We said goodbye. It was just... It was very, very weird. And at that point... I just have this image of me closing my eyes lightly, I think it must have been around half past 11 or or 12 a.m. And just confused thinking, what's this, Is this really happening? Like, am I leaving? Like, I, I could not believe that we had actually packed again, like some of my siblings weren't even there, I couldn't even say goodbye to them, it was all over the place. The next morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, I arrive at the airport, there was a chaperone guy who was someone who had done the exchange year two years prior and now he was working for them. And I just remember him telling me, he "Was like, oh yeah, you're yeah the the new one. They literally just added your name a few hours ago." And saying, like, "Yeah, no shit." So we get to the place. There are other exchange students. I am there with my glasses, with my uh, with my T-shirt, which was like the T-shirt of the agency, with Tumblr uh, motivational quotes on my uh, on my thing. I had basically all gadgets that was given that were given to us, and I had my huge ass bag uh with With the logo, I was just so, so so excited at that point, I didn't really have time to understand what was going on, but this moment will be ingrained in my head for the rest of my life. I feel like so we get to the gate, and then this guy, the chaperone, just turns around and he says, "Okay, now it's time to say bye to your families and there was my mom, my dad, my brother, and my sister, and I just turn around. And I just see my mom looking at me with this shock in her eyes, like, completely teary. Like, what... Her face red. what the hell am I doing? Like, I'm just leaving my kid going there. And I just see the utter shock and it makes me... It makes me teary if I think of it because I just saw her and she fully understood what was going on emotionally. And I just look at her and I'm like, okay, bye. (laughs) And I just leave. Because I had no idea what was going on. I didn't have the time, and I, I remember. I, I, also, I also feel bad about this. Like that takes takes away a part of it. Not being able to prepare mentally, not being able to uh, create some sort of rapport with your host family that you're going to be meeting. Being able to say bye to my friends. I didn't. I didn't have time to say bye to anyone. I just had to pack up and leave, and that's it. And then that's one of those experiences that when you go, you're going. Like you're not coming back they highly, how do you say, encourage you not to come back or not to have people visit you just because it's such an overwhelming experience that you don't know how you're going to react if you will have the strength to go back. It's, yeah, that's usually what they say. So after that, it really felt easy. Like it felt, it felt like I was going on a two-week trip. It didn't really feel like, oh god, I am actually leaving for a If We were like a bunch of kids. We were, I think... 10 around 10 people with this chaperone which was like two years older than us so it it felt like just like a fun trip so we do the long haul flight and then we get to chicago and then from chicago everyone parts ways and i have to get a flight to las vegas because basically my town was a tiny little town in the tri-state area between nevada arizona and california And I was supposed to land in Vegas, and I end up landing there. It was late. I think it was something around 8 p.m. It was a long, 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 long long-ass fight. I get there, but landing in Vegas is such an amazing sensation because you you have all the mountains surrounding you and just all these lights. It's beautiful. I didn't even know what I was feeling at that point. I was just so tired. So I get to McCarran Airport, and... I see the family for the first time. And it was weird because, again, I hadn't seen... I, I think I'd seen some pictures on Facebook at that point. I had only spoken to the mom. It was very, very surreal to see this group of literal strangers just coming at me and I knew nothing of them. And the little girls, they had two two girls that were seven and eight years old, if I'm not mistaken. And they had this—they had created this banner with like, welcome, welcome Ella to the USA. And I still have it in my room. It's just, it was just so nice and overwhelming. And I was told that, they would pick me up and then we had to drive another <laughs> hour hour and a half south to go to our town. But then I was pleasantly surprised because they told us, listen, the other girl is coming tomorrow, actually, so we're just going to stay in Vegas for one night. And they booked a room for me and I could see this entire view. And of course, I was, just, I was so young, so like the only thing I wanted to do was dying to find a Wi-Fi I could connect to say that I had arrived safe and post this picture and be like the beginning of my experience in the States. And oh, I was so, 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 so excited. So yes, the next day comes and it's a, it's a lot of small talk, to be honest, in the beginning. You don't really know what to say. Again, had I known them a little bit earlier, had I had a chance to talk and chat with them, they would have already known things about me. But in that case, it was it was like a blind date. You had no idea what to do. And everyone has a different approach. This was a first-time host family. And their approach was very much like, oh, it's like you're my daughter now. And in hindsight, I wouldn't really recommend that to anyone who is either interested in doing an experience abroad or in hosting kids. Hopefully, that will be <laughs> possible soon. I really hope so. Um, because You are still, at the end of the day, you're essentially a stranger. So to already eliminate completely those boundaries and be like, okay, yes, it's like you're my daughter. You can do this. You can do that. It feels nice. Like, obviously, you're trying to put me at at ease. But at at the same time, it will create some misunderstandings further on. But, I mean, that day, everything was fine. We just went out for brunch. And then we we created a banner for the girl. And then the girl came, I think, at around 6 or 7 p.m. of the day after. And from there, we just drove home. Even the meeting with the girl was weird, because (laughs) I had not envisioned having a double placement. That wasn't my idea. I am the youngest of five. And the last thing I wanted to do was have more siblings than expected. And I just wanted this to be like my own thing. But it just so happened that, again, I had filed for a single placement and they told us listen the only option you have is either a double placement or god knows when you're gonna have another family so at that point what do you do you just it's not fair but you do it and the girl was actually super nice she had so much energy i don't know how it was physically possible but she did so we drive down i was dead 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 tired at that point i just wanted to go to sleep so i wasn't very talkative and then we do this hour and a half drive and we enter into the town. And the town was the exact opposite, I think, of yeah, of where I lived, definitely. But the idea, I guess, that I had of the typical American town, I think my idea, again, was very much from the movies. It was nothing discriminating per se, but it was just what I had been conditioned to think and to see. And it was your typical white neighborhood with these gigantic houses and the backyards and... That's just the idea that I had. That was from the movies that I watched. That was from the videos that I saw. That was the idea that I had. This town (laughs) was this tiny town. 40,000 inhabitants. Essentially, it boils down to one straight street. Diners and restaurants on the side. Then there's a river. And there's a lake. And all the mountains surrounding. The mountains, the most amazing scenery I've ever seen. I've been back. Since my year abroad and still every time I'm just in awe, it's just, it seems fake. Like the background is so beautiful, ridiculously hot because this was mid-July. And so then when we get there. It's just weird to see something so different. And then on the Nevada side, it was basically all casinos. Whoever will listen to this long enough will understand what is the town I'm talking about. So... It was yeah, it was definitely a shock that we weren't expecting that, but it is weird to say like I feel bad saying this, but I'm trying to recount as honestly as I can my experience. The biggest shock was when we got to the house. so we didn't get to see the house. we hadn't we weren't sent any pictures or whatsoever. We didn't really know where the place was, and then when we get there, it was basically a tiny house. I think it was. I don't know if it can be considered a trailer house if it's not if it's not on a trailer. But I think like the material of the of the house, I guess, would constitute what you would imagine a trailer house to be. And it was just very tiny. And then we found out that they had basically swapped out the little girl's room for ours so it would be a room that had to be divided in two um, which was quite small and I don't really know the girls I guess they were young enough and they were just sleeping with the parents I don't really know what the situation was but it was a bit uncomfortable like we weren't expecting that so everything I feel like was just so overwhelming and I was so tired I wasn't really speaking much we went to just buy some stuff and then by the time we got back home it was quite late and we went to sleep I didn't really speak much, I didn't know what I thought of the place, I was just trying to, how do you say, I was just, yeah, I was just trying to take it all in, like I had no idea what to think, what to say, and then at the same time you're just bombarded with messages and all your friends, oh my god, how are you doing, how's it going, and you expect, because I had done that as well, and I had seen my sister do it with her friends, and immediately it's like, oh this, this is amazing, this is that, look at the house, look at this, and I, I... genuinely did not know what to say and did not know what to send I was just very confused so I remember just me and the other girl we were a bit in silence and then we prepare for bed and I lie down and I just like let out like a little tear I remember that I didn't know what to think I was like oh god oh god I'm really doing this okay I'm really here okay like I I didn't know what to say so that was the first day, and since that day, um, it's it started to get a bit complicated. So basically, the next week was trying to get settled in. So the mom took us to the school, and we got enrolled. And the school was beautiful. Like the school was what I imagined an American high school to be. So it had all like different buildings. It was quite small, I guess, compared to the norm of an American high school. But I mean, for my standards, that's, it seemed like a very, really, really big school. And we made our first friend there. And then I realized that actually, I could not just do nothing. Like the idea obviously... One stereotype that I have to say is true, it's true is like, ah, oh, yeah, basically you go on a holiday for a year. Like, it's very much frowned upon to do the year abroad because teachers generally think that you don't do anything for a year. And okay, on the one hand, yes, I mean, education-wise, I didn't really get an extreme knowledge out of it. But it's an experience. It's, it's an entirely, I, I don't think they can be compared compared to just staying at home for another year. I mean, I managed to make up for it, fine. It's something that you can do, but I know of public schools that really, really try to go against you. I had other exchange students that told me that they had to basically redo all the subjects that they used to study as if it were like a state exam to be able to be admitted to do their their classes afterwards. So I think it's a bit crazy and unfair in that sense. But I was told, well, I mean, I only had one experience of one girl who had done her year abroad in Ohio and she got honorary diploma. So the year, I guess, got recognized as a year, but she didn't get a real American diploma. But she still managed to do the ceremony, to walk and whatever. So I was like, sweet, I don't have to do anything. And I just get there and I'm just going to get my honorary diploma. Wonderful. Then when we get there, the principal basically was saying, oh no, um, if you want to do this, you actually have to do the entire year so he wanted to get the transcripts he wanted to translate all the transcripts see which were the subjects that were missing and then from there decide understand what i had to do to make up for it and i remember thinking what and no no this is no i did not come here to study this is not what i signed up for but i didn't really have that much of a choice like i remember speaking to my sister and being like i don't know what to do i thought i was going to do nothing and everyone was like please get over yourself i mean If the only way that you can walk, as in do the ceremony at graduation, which is the coolest thing, is to graduate, just do it. I mean, I'm sure you can do it. So little did I know, we ended up being there all afternoon, (laughs) translating all the transcripts of all the past years. Then I realized that I had to do, like, take an online class of science, and I had to do another one of maths, and I will be getting into the whole high school aspect of it further on, but... Yes, it was a bit of a shock, but anyways, we decided to do that. <laughs> that was a bit of a change of plans. And yeah, the pretty, pretty much the first week was about having the time to fit in. Well, you didn't really have that much time because then we started immediately after. So we started the first day of school. Everyone had, I mean, me and the other girl had different uh, classes, which was also kind of exciting, and we had only met one girl. So I ended up doing cross-country because I am... Um, crap at sports and with cross country at least i don't take the responsibility if someone else you know like i'm not making a group fail it's a very individual thing but also it's really nice because it's a very 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 encouraging environment so i loved it the school aspect was super fine the family experience was feeling was feeling off like it didn't feel natural it was very much with that idea that i was saying in the beginning of the whole no, you know, you're my daughter, it's like you're my daughter, it's like you're my daughter, but not really. And then there were maybe some things that were bothering, namely the the mom more than the dad. And they weren't very much explained to us. And it had gotten to the point that she would be complaining about things via Facebook messages, which has never happened to me. So we would be in the same house, and then I would be in my room, she would be in her room or in the living room, and she would just be saying... Uh You know, by the way, I was really offended by this thing or that thing. Like, the biggest and the first red, f- red flag was that we had just started going to school. We made our first friends, which were these ones of cross-country, and they had invited us to go to the river. That was the thing that you did. So me and the other girl were super excited. We had our first American friends inviting us to do something, and we ended up going to the river. And she had got offended um, because... She wants to take us. She wanted that to. She wanted that to be like the first family experience to do together. And we didn't really know what to say at that point. Like we were a bit uncomfortable. Like okay, um, I don't know. I'm sorry. Like we had no idea what to do. I don't want this to be something like to bash on them. That is not my intent. It was just everything was so confusing, and we were thrown into it very in a very confusing manner. But basically. This didn't didn't last long. I mean, soon after, there was this family friend that came over that we had met more times, so we got a bit more familiar with her. And then at a certain point, we were outside. She was smoking a cigarette. And she started making these very specific questions. She was saying, so how's it going? How are you liking it? What do you think of, you know, the, the host mom and host dad? And we were a bit like we didn't know if we could trust her or not. We're like, mm, well, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit uncomfortable, it's a bit off, because of whatever reason. So we started saying what the reasons were, and she basically she starts. She, her face gets super serious, and then she says, "Okay, girls, I need to tell you something." And we're like, "Okay." Um, we basically find out that. Obviously, you're placed into a family with a coordinator. There is a local coordinator, which I guess takes care of, I don't know, 10 to 20 exchange students. And she is the one that assigns the families and finds the families and that you don't choose where you go. You can choose, as I said, either the region of states or or the state, but you are not picked by the family. They pick you. And guess you make money off of how many students you have placed in your region, I think, and obviously what availability there is. She had found this family, I have no idea how, but basically, in order to be accepted as a family, there has to be a background check, not really, I mean, they have to go check your house and see if it's in decent conditions, and a reference. And this girl, this family friend, was their reference. And basically, she, who was the reference, went to our coordinator and she said, I do not recommend this family because they are not financially stable. Um, they're not, you know, not not like mentally stable, but they had both been to war. Like there was, it was just, it didn't seem like a a situation in which you wanted to bring two new students into in terms of who was taking care of who, who was actually working and who was, you know, like, um, I believe one of them was a carer in that sense. So we, this was all new information to us. We had no idea what was going on. And basically, she said, do not use this family. And the coordinator went to this family and said, hey, this reference is not good. Find me someone else who will give you a positive reference. And we were just in utter shock when we found out this. Because then, obviously, this creates a very uncomfortable experience. Like, you're not going to bring this up to the host family, but you need to do something about this. And we were already feeling off about this for a week or so. And at that point, like we were like, okay, this is it. Like, if this is the situation, we want to tap out. No, it's not good. But we had no idea how to go about this, because it was the coordinator who did this. So she was our point of reference. She was the person that is in charge of us that needs to take care of whatever legal matters might be happening or you know she is the point of reference and we had only met her once we had like a pool party and that was it like we didn't really have any relationship with her we didn't know what to do at that point this marks the beginning of many many times in which I started omitting things to my family not even lying just omitting because you realize that it doesn't really make sense to say these things to your family. It will just make them worried. And then again, as I said before, my mom had a bad sense, had a bad feeling about this from the beginning. And so when eventually she found out that there would be something going on. She was she was like, I knew it. Nobody believed me. Everybody thought that I was overreacting because everyone, literally everyone told her, no, it's fine. Just let her leave. It's just you. You're protective because you're your mom. And she was like, I said it. I knew it. And um, yeah, it's funny if I think back to that. And she was so worried. She was calling me every day. She was asking like more times a day. And I remember even at this point. So once we said this to the coordinator, the coordinator, obviously we had to talk about it even to the host family. The mom got very offended that this was a conversation that was happening, that we would be going away from her. And so there was a bit of a separation period and we went to the coordinator's house. And, uh, yeah, that was, it was very awkward. My mom was super worried. She was trying to call me every day. My coordinator had the nerve to say, well, well, I mean, she's a bit overly attached. I'm like, seriously? I mean, do you realize what is going on? And you did this? But that starts the beginning also of another negative thing that I think is part of this experience is that you have no representation. Like, it is literally a matter of lack. I know of people that went with my same agency and they had an amazing experience. It really depends on the family, on the coordinator that you end up with. And mine was simply not good. Like, she really was not good at her job. And I say it from a shared experience. And uh, when we got there, we had no other representation outside of her. Things would be taken to another, like, higher level if it was a more serious situation. And this was kind of like her domain. And a brainwash happened, basically. When we were there that week, that was supposed to be the separation week, she told us from the get-go, we are just going to have the separation period. At the end of this week, you are going to go back to the family. Kind of like whether you like it or not. Because she said, this is your experience. You decided to do this. You decided to come here. You decided to be part of the American culture to understand um, how things work. It was your decision and you have to take responsibility for it. Basically, this is what she said. And we didn't know what to do at that point. I mean, after a week and after being told only that narrative, that it was our responsibility, that we had to do it. And by the way, again, we are 16, without parents, without any kind of representation. What are you going to do at that point? I mean, if the person that's supposed to be taking care of this is adamant about you going back, at a certain point, you kind of come to terms with the fact that you're going to go back. And in the meantime, also the coordinator had another exchange student that she was hosting. Things just kind of started, you know, we started to just think, okay, I guess that's what we have to do. I guess we have to go over there and we, we wanted to work it out. I mean, I feel like at a certain point you do want to do it because another aspect that is not really talked about is shame. You feel shame if you fail and this experience, because all you see, especially at that time where there really wasn't that much of like an awareness and posting about your vulnerabilities, no, it was literally just pretty pictures and nice captions and everything is amazing, everything is beautiful. You only see that and you just think, okay, what did I do wrong? Like, how did this go wrong already so dramatically? And I literally just moved here a week ago. And you don't want to accept the fact that it didn't work out to the family. Although, obviously, there's a variety of reasons why it didn't work out. But you don't know that at that time, you don't have anyone consoling you or seeing you. So, at the end of that, we really thought, okay, I mean, we're going to do it. We're going to go back. We're going to try to make this work. We kind of left the house. We were about to leave, like, two days later. And we were convinced that we were going to do that. And then, (laughs) I still remember this, we go to... The I think it was the coordinator's mom's house for like a Sunday lunch. She goes on Facebook to check a couple of things. And she finds out that our host mom started posting on different groups, all exchange student groups within the region, saying, hey, they took my she student uh, away from me. So I guess I can host again if, everyone, if anyone wants like a host mom, a host family. And I just remember seeing like the expression of shock on the coordinator's face. She was very visibly irritated because obviously this is not some, this is not how it works. The workflow is supposed to be that she finds it and she talks to the family, but everything is done through the coordinator. You can't just pick up and decide. And again, we hadn't formally said that we wanted to leave. It just, there was a little bit of a discussion. I wouldn't even say a fight because again, it was two 16 year olds who were like super, super shy. There wasn't a real discussion. They just had this bit of a separation period, which was very beneficial at this point. At this point, and she was irritated by that. And basically, at a certain point, she just says, "We were supposed to go back like the day after." She just says, "Okay, no, I, I guess no. Uh, this this cannot work because this cannot be done. So we're gonna have to find a new family." <laughs> and we're like, "Okay, wonderful." So we end up staying there a little bit longer. I think I'm getting the time wrong, because... So we started... Yeah, we started... I arrived on the 17th, started school on the 22nd, and I was assigned to a new family on the 1st of August. So basically, yes, this is something that happened over a matter of two weeks, really. And um, that process also was very weird. So at that point, we started going to school. We didn't really know our friends, but the American way, I guess, of approaching is very... It's very friendly, it's very informal, it's very like, oh my god, I love you, where are you from, your accent, everything is very like this. So in the beginning, you feel like you're a superstar. Everybody wants to meet you, everyone thinks that you're interesting, you're very much on that high. But we didn't really have like friends' friends. We had some people from the cross-country team. Among this team, there was this girl. And I remember once we were at lunch, me and the other girl used to always have lunch together, always with the same group. And basically she says, oh yeah, not referring to me, to the other girl, she was saying, I think we're going to be hosting you. Because I guess the coordinator had reached out to some people, and among them there was was also this family. And when we went back home, home, the coordinator confirmed, and she said, yep, there's a family that would be interested, and basically this is what they're looking for. And basically, they read, out, they read out what they're looking for, and they're like, oh, we are a very active family, we like going for sports, we like doing a lot of activities, playing football. And I just remember dying inside and thinking, oh, seriously. So um, I just felt so defeated. I was like, I am really not going to go into this family, which, by the way, I knew more or less they seemed very nice, they seemed very... The picture that I had in my head before leaving, the idea that I had of the experience that I was supposed to be leading, and I was like, "Am I really this close to have a fa- having a family, and I'm not going to be doing it because I am not an active person?" Because I mean, when they read out the description, that description was for the other girl. It was it wasn't for me. It was obvious. Like all of... the three of us knew as she was saying what they were looking for in an exchange student, which again it feels like you're a dog at a pound. Like you're just waiting for your adopted family. It's a very weird place to be in, especially when you have to go through that twice. And it just, yeah, I remember just feeling so defeated and thinking, okay, I guess guess I'm not good enough. Like it was just, it just, I was already so timid and insecure. And then when that happened, I just felt really weird. But actually, I'm sure that the time process went much faster than I'm imagining like in my head. Because then we started looking for families. And it was interesting because in this case, I could I could assist. I could see the house. I could see the family firsthand, which doesn't happen before. And at this point, I'd become, I think, also very materialistic. As in, I saw where the other girl ended up and she had, again, this really, really nice big house, really nice family and everything. And so I was very much looking at the houses. I remember that. I remember that that was the main thing that I was looking at, it had to fit the idea and my description, now that we had, like, a second chance. And we go and we meet this family, and the funny thing is that I don't really have an idea of what the family was like, because uh, I was not paying attention at all <laughs> to the family. Like, I was, obviously, but my first thing was like, hmm, okay, okay, house, okay, backyard oh oh okay living room nice room 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 that actually seems nice room yeah okay kid never mind no kidding um so basically it was a family of four um they had two kids two girls eight years old and a year and a half and we get in and mainly the dad does all the talking I didn't really know what is. It just felt so awkward. I remember seeing this family and the coordinator obviously was speaking mainly. It was the coordinator and the dad. The mom was very quiet as well. The dad was like, "Oh yeah, this would be really interesting. And then my kid, obviously, it would be so nice for her to meet people from other countries and other cultures. Um, and I remember just seeing this kid also. She was super shy and she had this really nice room and we we talked a bit. I have to be honest, I wasn't really into kids at the time. I still am not, <laughs> just because I think that like the age at the seven, eight is that when they start, when they stop having the attention that usually they're used to and they're just like all like, hey, 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 look at me, look what I could do, look what I could do. Um, so yes, it was basically the second family with a kid around that age, I remember thinking that. And then she was a baby, she was so cute. And um, yeah, so we get in and we, t- we chat a little bit and that pretty much is the end of it. We get into the car and the coordinator says, This family seems like a nice family. Again, whether I liked it or not, she was going to place me in that family. It's, it really, I don't think I had that much of a say in it at that point. And it was the, I think the only family that had reached out. And I have to say, I was super lucky. I ended up being in the right family for me and my other former uh, host sister ended up being in the right family for her had we crisscrossed had we exchanged things it would have not worked out i am sure about that just character wise it ended up being a good choice and a couple of days later i remember the host that picks me up we get into the car we hadn't really spoken much so we started chatting a little bit, and he just mentioned that you know, uh, his name was Jason, and Jason was a very popular name in the seventies. I don't know why I remember this detail very vividly. And before going home, we just stopped at I don't know where it was. I guess it was subway or something. And we 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 just like run some errands and we get something to eat. And I remember when we get in back into the car, he just looks at me and he says, "I have a good feeling about this." And I just look at him like, "Yeah." I have a good feeling about this too. And that's it. And that's how I started, fully started, the rest of my year abroad. But I feel like this this section had to be a specific section dedicated only to this. What I want to say is that I've heard of students that had way worse experiences than I did, which I won't be repeating, to be honest. Maybe further on, if I manage to have like a talk with... Some of the former exchange students that I'm lucky enough to still be in contact with, but that should not be a deterrent to be able to do this experience. I don't know if in the current state of affairs it will be possible anytime soon to do this. The more I go on like with age and I the more I realize wow, like it was a complete leap into the unknown. But I think you really need to have that level of unawareness to be able to do that. Because if you start taking into account all the possibilities of what could happen, what it could be like, you will never bring yourself to do it. And if I did it, as shy as I was, with my ridiculous expectation and idea of what my experience was going to represent for me and my future like I was convinced 1000% I was going to leave I was going to get there I was going to find my place in the world I was going to live in the states happily ever after amen that was 1000% my idea it didn't end up being that way but I'm so glad that it went the way that it did it it was so important for me and I got so much out of it but it it is it is a hard experience, and i want to and I want to bring this forward as well, because again they tend to glamorize it a lot every time they ask about it. they don't really want to know what your answer is. they are not genuinely interested in knowing what you had to go through, and you tend to hide these things and you tend not to bring them up and It's something that is always it always remains among the exchange students the exchange students for me at least were... The biggest, biggest support system that you could get. The only support system you could get. You really feel that at that point it's you guys against the world. And it's nice because you get to see as your relationships develop. You create such strong bonds. You have to have such weird confrontations that you would never ever have normally at your age. You develop so much as a person. And like for me, I will be talking about it further on. It culminated into this... Um, trip that we managed to do with like exchange students and it was at such a blissful moment of the year abroad where everyone feels like oh god i finally i did this like i'm actually i'm actually finishing this and you feel like you you've managed to overcome the biggest obstacle of the world and i really do believe that you you carry that with you. you carry that kind of security with you for the rest of your life because it's something that i never managed to find in any other way I don't think I would have the strength to be able to do this. It was just so overwhelming and all-encompassing. And you're really, you really, you really, really do feel on your own. But at the same time, it gives you the opportunity to really, 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 really develop yourself, your person, who you want to be, what you, what you actually like. You get to see yourself outside of the... Cultural context, the context of your family, the context of your friends. You start. I remember the biggest thing was I, me realizing, oh, I actually don't really like these things. I actually like these things, and you get to be another person as well. You get to present yourself in whatever form you want to present. Whatever I was when I was there, there's no way I will ever be that person at that time and that place. I will never be that person at that time and that place ever again. And it's weird to say it, but sad if you think about it but it's this gift that you have every time to be able to recreate yourself in a variety of ways and it's one of the many reasons why I love this experience and I'm so glad that I did this and I could not recommend it enough with due caution like I do just hope that I wish that someone had told me a little bit you know like they would have kind of narrowed down whole idea and fantasy of what it was supposed to be and be like okay it will be that it can be that but also you can have these obstacles you can have these problems and it's okay everybody goes through these you will manage to survive that is the whole point of it and you're going to be so much stronger after it i just wish someone had given that sort of encouragement and then once we were there That support. And I really truly wish if there's anyone in the future that will listen to this and will be embarking upon this journey. I hope that they have that awareness and that support system. And I know that they will do an amazing job. Because to be honest, if I manage to do it, anyone can do it. So and I think I will leave it at that. Um thank you so much for listening. This was obviously a part one. And in the next episode, I will be covering the whole experience on a whole. But I feel like this had to have like a dedicated section to it. And um, then after that, there will be the first guest, the first person that I associate to this experience that you will find out and you'll get to meet further on. Thank you for listening to the very first episode. I cannot believe I actually did this. And see you next time.